Wolverine fur. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Successful Texas site. Catch, how many years old is Orange Bloods? 24. Wow. wow. Yeah, man, we're old. <laughs> Orange, Bloods, Orange Bloods can legally drink. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, first question right here. Jeff, two here in the 615. Ask Catch, what would be the boiling point at which Arch Manning transfers from Texas? I think if something happened and Quinn Ewers came back for the 2025 season, I think the way everybody's kind of figured it out is that, look, Texas always has injuries at the quarterback position. You can go back the last 15 years or so. There's only been a couple of seasons where the starting quarterback has played every game. So I think there's a sense at some point this season Arch is going to be needed. Wouldn't be a surprise if he starts a few games. It'll be interesting to see what it looks like if he's really successful. Uh, but there seems to be some content that, you know, he can't, if he were to transfer, he would transfer to an SEC school. Well, that deadline has passed, so he's not going anywhere this season. So if he's not the guy in 2025, then, like, he's out. I would absolutely believe that. What's interesting about this, I looked it up, Bill. I looked up every five-star quarterback in the rivals' rankings since 2002 and that was ever ranked number one through five in the rankings. The longest that any of those quarterbacks, it was like 20, the longest that any of them ever waited to become the starter at their school was one and a half years, one and a half seasons. And that player was Vince Young. Vince Young waited until the middle of his redshirt freshman season before he started, but every other quarterback that's ever been a five-star guy that's a national top one through five player has always been a starter up until that, at least up until that point. So what we're looking at with Arch is a statistical anomaly. The idea that he would wait a full two years 
uh, and go into season number three as the starter has never happened with a quarterback with his profile. Is it possible that he transfers because another quarterback beats him out? No, because what I've been hearing behind the scenes, when Arch first showed up in the fall, well, in the spring, he was right. in for the spring semester, but going into the fall, he did not look like the number one quarterback in the country. And there were a lot of people that were like, what does it mean that he doesn't look better necessarily than Malik Murphy, who's only been on campus a little bit longer than he has? By the time we got to the end of the year, there was a sense that the guy who was the number one overall prospect in the 2023 class had kind of found the light switch, that he had – he had gone past Malik Murphy, which is one of the reasons why I think Malik Murphy transferred. A, I think he wants to play, but I also uh, I think he understood if it's even, Arch is probably leaving. Um, and there's a lot of excitement about where Arch is in his development. And there are people that I will talk to behind the scenes that believe that there is a pseudo-competition that will take place. I don't think many people believe it. Sarkeesian was asked who his starting quarterback was. On signing day, just a couple of weeks ago, he made no bones about it. Quinn Ewers is our starter. I, I don't think there's a battle in the spring, but I think very quietly there will be a battle. And I think, I think everybody behind the scenes wants to see what it looks like for Arch to push Quinn. Does that push Quinn to a higher level? Because Quinn Ewers is still a quarterback that has other levels to reach. He was, for all of the, he's going to be among the leading Heisman candidates uh, in 2024, even though they go into the playoffs and make it as one of the final four teams. Week in and week out, Quinn was just very good. Now, very good was better than the year before, but he hasn't yet – he had two games last season where his quarterback rating was above 170. So he was always pretty good or very good, but rarely was he great. And I think that's why he's coming back for another season. I think that's why – had he come out, he wouldn't have been a top of the NFL draft player. And so there are levels that he still needs to reach. And it's why things would be interesting if Arch got on the field for a couple of games and looked great. Quinn's got to reach that level. Or I do think there will be at least some whispers of people who want to see what Arch can do if Quinn never quite hits that next level, Heisman level type player. And he just hasn't been that yet. Catch just a couple of hours from you in Dallas. The College Football Management Committee is meeting today, and it's getting real. They've already easily passed the 5-7 format, but that's only for two years. And the SEC and the Big Ten, but led by the SEC, wants more. They want more money of the future media agreement when that gets finalized. And there's even talk catch that they're demanding, at least trying to demand, a guaranteed number of teams in the playoffs. I'm not sure if that's a have to, but it's out there to see if they can get everybody else to bite. And also voting rights structure. The SEC wants more. They're demanding more. And Chris Del Conte the other day spoke up, the AD of Texas, and said, yeah, I think we'll play eight games league play next two years and maybe move it to nine after that so he's already vocal as a member of the league what do you think happens well on Del Conte's comments I I would stress 
that he said we'll look into it, that it's right. something that we might be interested in. But the actual language that he used about the nine-game format uh, was pretty vague, although he obviously threw it on the table. Uh, I didn't get the sense that it's that far along. I, that got a lot of headlines. But, yeah. you know, if you listen to it, the the language is pretty pretty important. Um, you know, I think, look, I think Texas likes the idea of a nine-game format. I think they want to play the Aggies every year. But, you know, they want to play Oklahoma every year. And I think, you know, I think there's actually some some excitement about r- reviving the Arkansas so I, rivalry. So I think there's a sense that on the Texas side that they would prefer the nine-game season. Uh, but we're not there yet. Um, you know, it'll come down to money. I, I think, you know, if you're the SEC, you're that guy in the bar who finds the the prettiest girl in there and asks for her phone number. The worst she can say is no. And if you're the SEC, the worst thing that can happen by seeking all of these extra items, this extra little bit of power, is that it doesn't happen, but it might. So I think the SEC, given the big stick that it carries – I think they're going to be aggressive and going after all of these extras. Worst thing that can happen is they don't get them. But there's a pretty good chance, I think, that some concessions will be made. I don't think there will be, a, like you said, I, I don't know that there will be a guarantee. Um, but I also think the thing, the thing that I keep thinking about with the eight and the nine-game playoff, if you go to nine games, half of your teams in the conference add an extra loss to their schedule. Like that's. That's just what happens mathematically. You play one extra game for everybody. Eight of the 16 teams have to take an additional L, and that potentially takes teams off the table for the playoffs. That suddenly a team that might have otherwise been 10 and 2 and is in is now 9 and 3, and they're on the bubble and potentially don't get in. And I think the thing that the SEC is going to want to hammer home is that 9 and 3 in the SEC in 2024. And 2025, that's better than 11 and one in the Big 12, and that I think they want some guarantee. In order for a lot of these things to happen, there's there's either got to be an acknowledgement of what it means to play in the SEC and probably in the Big Ten versus what it means to play in these other conferences, or they got to do what they got to do to protect themselves. And I think the nine game schedule is a little trickier than maybe a lot of people think. Because I don't think the SEC is going to volunteer to do anything that's going to take teams out of the playoff mix. And that's really what we're talking about. Shannon in South Bend wants to know, Catch, and got about, I got two really good questions for you, about a minute on each one. Shannon South Bend, ask Catch if he liked playing Notre Dame, if Texas did, and if he would like to see them schedule each other in the future. Yes and yes. Look, I've been around for those games to be played in the last decade when uh, Charlie Strong was still the coach. Didn't go real well for Texas, but Texas loves playing Notre Dame. There's a history there going back to the late 60s, early 70s. And and I can remember when they played each other in 95 and 96, the first game being in South Bend and the other game being in Austin. Those were electric games, even even though those weren't electric teams. So, yes. By all means, uh, now, will Texas get – Texas has got to get into the SEC and fill that thing out. I, I, don't, I don't anticipate Texas doing anything but 
putting directional schools on the schedule as much as possible until they know that playing a team like Notre Dame on its schedule, in addition to what they do in the SEC, in, in a world where, look, man, you can lose two and you're in the playoffs if you're in the SEC. But if you lose three, all bets are off. Uh, so I think it will ultimately come down to how will it potentially impact getting into the in a 12-team playoff if they feel like it's not risky but it actually enhances potentially the value to do so. I think you'll see it. If not, you won't. Catch got about a minute here. Clay here in the 615 is a big Vandy fan. Wants to know about Texas baseball, how they're playing. They're looking all right. Um, it's too early in the season to know. I, I think that they're ranked in – you know, somewhere between 15 and 20, that's probably about right. I thought um, they've got one real front-line pitcher. they got another guy that's coming off of injury that they think can get there. The bats look like they'll be lively, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't bow up yet and start predicting College World Series just yet. Catch, appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon. Always, my man. You guys have a great rest of the week. Jeff Catch, he's very good. Orange Bloods, this side. 24 years old. That is not, I was thinking 15 to 20, but wow, 24 years old. Omni National Hotel. Good morning. I see some slow traffic here in Rutherford County on 24 westbound at Joby Jackson. Not sure if a crash just happened, but it's heavy not only here, but 65 now northbound. As you come up through the Franklin area into Brentwood, continuing up through Williamson County, it's pretty crowded over here 40 west now. As you come past Donaldson Pike, still got a lot of traffic flow coming in on 40, not just through Hermitage, but coming in from Wilson County towards Nashville. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today. That menu is at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Attention business owners. WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's Sports Radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039, 615-844-1039, or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com.
Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. If it's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs, the Bill King Show has it covered. Texas is coming into the SEC with swagger, y'all. I know a year or so ago that was incredibly unclear. And we'll see how they do once they get here. But based on this last year's performance, which is all we've got, they're coming into the league as a major threat. Now, I know there's the crowd out there that says, Bill, Texas, for the most part, the last decade plus has been vastly either overrated or underachievers. It's either or, Bill. That's true. Since basically 09, their last national championship appearance against Alabama that year. Nikki's first at Alabama. That's true. So we're going over a decade. That's why we said a decade plus. That is true. But it's also true that they're coming off a season where they got into the playoffs, and deservedly so. And now that we're expanding to 12, they're, heck, you want to play the paper game on paper? They've got dudes, man. They've got dudes. They're coming into the league not limping. They're not coming into the league on a gurney. They're not coming into the league in a wheelchair. These guys are ready to go. What's that mean? I would favor Georgia regardless. But after that, I think you could debate whether or not they belong in the two slot if you're just predicting one through 16. I think you could debate that they belong in the two slot. I wouldn't have Alabama ahead of Texas right now. Would you have Ole Miss ahead of Texas? I think that's a legit debate. Now, now remember, let, let me back up. What I just said about Alabama would be where we're sitting today. That That's a moving, uh, fluid situation. But, no, I wouldn't have uh, Alabama ahead of Texas. Ole Miss and Texas, I think it's a very fair fight. Uh, 
Ole Miss is packed with more dudes that I've seen at Ole Miss in my lifetime. More dudes. What's that mean? Well, it means I think they're a legit league and playoff threat. To win it all, I don't know if I think that. But to be in that mix, I think they belong there at the moment, and we're just in February. Long way to go. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, this catch guy must not be in the know. He said on your show that Arch Manning isn't leaving to go to Georgia this season. He must not have your inside knowledge. Oh, he's talking about uh, Georgia Dog. Yeah, Georgia Dog. I think Georgia Dog is playing around there. Yeah, I think Georgia Dog is uh, – and, and Tom is acknowledging that. But Catch doesn't seem to think, and he's there, he's right on it, that there's a scenario other than Ewers, Ewers isn't coming back after 24 and or some kind of injury that that Arch gets aced out. Arch, beginning in 25, is their starting quarterback, according to Catch. And he said, with the historic nature of quarterback injuries at Texas, he thinks Arch will get some starts this year based on availability, based on the need. That will be fun. If if And I don't, certainly none of us are saying that we hope that Quinn Ewers gets hurt. Not at all. Not at all. Pray for his health like we would anybody else. But if that were to happen and quarterbacks do get beat up, it would be exciting to see Arch Manning in his debut. How how does that look? How good is he? Yeah, how good is he? That would be that would be fun to uh to note. Ags and Strohs. On the Texas Gulf Coast. Bill, remember, they have to play an SEC schedule next year, not the Big 12. No more road games with an empty stadium. They got to come here to the 615. They come here to Vanderbilt. Try and waltz into this city and take on Bandy and see how you do. See what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, Catch will be at home because his corporate headquarters all these years has been Nashville. Brentwood area. So catch, heck, catch is here all the time when it's time to have corporate meetings and and company meetings and all that. I that's how I first got to meet Catch. He uh, rivals radio. We were in the corporate building in Maryland Farms, which is Brentwood, and when they would have their subs, meaning their the guys that ran the sites or owned the sites, come in from time to time. I'd meet him, and they'd come by, and we'd have radio. We'd do radio, and Catch would come by, and that's how I got to know him. And, that heck, that was the first year was 04. So, yeah, I've known Catch probably 20 years. And he's always been that good. He's always been that kind of uh, level dude. He knows what the heck he's doing. Georgia Dog says an article sent me. Matt Thompson, College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously approves the 5-7 format. It'll be the five highest-ranked conference champions plus the next five highest-ranked teams as determined by the committee. Yeah. 
And you would think that would be, and it doesn't have to be, but you would think it'd be Big Ten, SEC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, and then one of the non-P5 in there. Because, again, conference champion, and then seven at-large. But, again, those at-large are on the committee's voting, how they vote the 12. That's how that's determined. So, so six through 12. So, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, which is seven teams, will be how it's voted. Six through 12. Could you lose out on a spot that's your higher rank then? Let's say you're number 13, but one of the non-P5 is one of the top five ranked. Could you lose a spot there? And the answer is, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Hoptown boy, excited. Kentucky and LSU at the Pete Maravich Assembly Center tonight. Bill, will catch be a regular feature on the show when Texas gets fully involved? That's a good thought. It's a good idea. That's yeah, a good idea. Catch is uh, is is very good, and now that there's affiliation inside the SEC, it, that's that's a really good idea. Now, Catch has been on with us, like we were saying. I'm I'm just surmising he's been on and off with us on this show for at least well twenty years. And again, he does a does a fantastic job. Yeah, he does a fantastic job. Catch is uh, all-encompassing. And the other thing, Catch, uh, Catch has a very good presentation on air. Shannon and South Bend, that question for Catch, would they like to reunite in Notre Dame-Texas play again? I think in the, in the perfect world you would, but, but, and I don't think Catch wanted to stress this enough. I don't think that's possible considering – that the league's going to be brutal, and they don't know if they're going to go to a ninth game, even though I think it's trending that way for 26. And Notre Dame, as a functioning program, is rounding and ascending into very good condition. This Notre Dame team is as well-built a team, again now, by their standards – and they haven't won an Addy since 88. But I'm talking about, let's just say, Charlie, Charlie Weiss era to now. Bush push era to now. Right? Brady Quinn era to now. This is the best-looking Notre Dame team, I recall. Now, a lot of things have to come into place. Into place. Riley Leonard at quarterback. Now, again, lots of talent, but but you don't just plug in and everybody's in flow day one, right? That's what practice and reps are for and all that. And their opener is brutal. They got to go to A&M. A&M's a very – I think A&M is a – I don't want to call them sneaky because it's A&M. 
That's a attractive roster they've got. I don't care who transferred out. That's an attractive roster. That's a tough game. That's a very tough opener for them. That right there is that's prob I hadn't thought about every game week one and all that. I haven't thought all that out yet. But that game right there is to me one of the most attractive openers this year, if if not the number one slot. Again, I have not I have not sat down and, and mashed it. Mashed it out. Kevin, as in Noel Cav, up in Chicago. Bill, isn't Catch the one that has a tough time getting up early? I don't think he does anymore, but that was a thing. That's why I would put him on later in the 8 o'clock hour. But it doesn't seem to be a problem. It, it was bad 10, 15 years ago. One time we, we had him scheduled, and Crazy Charlie called. Nobody would answer. Crazy Charlie keeps calling, wakes up his wife, catch his wife. I think he got screamed at, catched it, and I think Crazy Charlie got screamed at too. And that was 8.30. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I remember that one. I don't remember the exact story, but Crazy Charlie said, yeah, the wifey is not real happy right now with uh, that phone call. <laughs> uh, yes. No, Kev's got a uh, – you got a memory there, man. Yes. Every time I schedule catch, I think about that. Like, is this too early? But no, no, no. Catch is uh, incredibly valuable as a resource on this show. And I've done his Zoom show that I think they do daily. It's him and an A&M guy. And I have done that a couple. I did one of them from the beach down at uh, Summer Commitments. And maybe a month or two ago, I did one from, uh, I think I've done two more from here at the Wilco Kiosk location. But Catch is very good people. Oh, 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 I was just thinking. Tomorrow, the guesting will look like this. T.J. Pittenger, Dave Hooker, J.C. Sherbert, and I do plan on getting Jay Book, but I have not confirmed that yet. I've not locked in Jay Book yet. So give me a sec on that one. But he told me last week he thought he had clearance and could do it this week. Jay Book from an incredible site. Buck Nuts is like Orange Bloods, a phenomenal Ohio State site. Yeah, a phenomenal Buckeye site. And uh, Jay Book's been wonderful. You guys, uh, Rob up in Ohio and all you Buckeye fans, uh, Josh, Time in Myrtle Beach, you guys all said, Bill J. Book's good, man. This is a while back, a year or two ago, when you said you need to go get him, bring him on the show. And I never heard it. Man, you guys nailed that one. You hit a five-run grand slam on that one. Yeah. When, when the ball left the yard, they didn't put four runs up. They put five runs up. That's very rarely done. But it's possible with this radio show. It's, it's, it, is, it is doable. Yeah, it is doable. On the text line, which, again, is 615-844-5600, I encourage you, use that. If you don't like being on social media and you don't want to call because you don't like your voice, very few people want their voice on a radio show. They just don't like it. They're not comfortable with it. It's not their thing. Totally get it. 
Totally get it. The text line eliminates all that. 615-844-5600. This is Josh down in Shreveport. That's North Louisiana. On the text line. Hey, Bill, enjoy the text line. Appreciate it that it's back up. Says, Bill, what are your expectations? I missed Blake earlier with LSU. Well, unclear. Now, I, I think that LSU is a 9-3 and three type team. But as we've talked about quite a bit, and that conversation will continue, you have to be worried about the defense. And you have to be worried about the things that they did not get done in recruiting, which they've recruited well, but particularly on the defensive side of the ball and up front, that still look like a personnel problem. That's the worry. Yeah, that's that's the concern. They're going to be poked on offense. They, you can't be as good as that team was last year. Well, the 99 team was. The, the 19 team was. But it's hard to be as good as they were a year ago. They'll still be good. All right, we'll get the break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, THB is on the scene of this accident. I hear more rubbernecking than anything in Rutherford County, 24-hour westbound at Joby Jackson. Again, it still has traffic slow up through that section of Rutherford County. It remains heavy over here on 40 westbound, trying to get past Donaldson Pike, coming in from Hermitage, Donaldson. As you continue towards Fessler's, traffic still will be crowded also on 65. Certain parts there northbound up through uh, Williamson County, Franklin, into Brentwood. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity. It's the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel, The Bill King Show. Pat in the 912 down in Georgia. Bill, if I could bet in Georgia, I'd take the under on the Ole Miss win total. They're always a bunch of posers. Also, Ole Miss may redshirt Miss Americas, but they get NILs at Georgia Southern. Um, Historically, now be careful here, but, but historically, Shorting Ole Miss probably would be the right play. Let me just let me just put things in a category that makes sense. Teams that are not national brands that rise up and then the expectations get really big historical type, modern day, let's say, historical expectations, which is the case for Ole Miss right now. Brands that are not used to it have an incredibly difficult time living up to it. It's just a fact. Now, that may or may not be true with Ole Miss. I can tell you right now, we have watched Lane Kiffin, like him or not, become an excellent head football coach. Talk about him on Twitter if you want to. Talk about some of the knucklehead moments of the past. Those are real. I don't think that's the same guy. I think that is a very good college football head coach who we've watched mature and grow as a head coach. He's one of the best offensive minds, quarterback guys, offensive minds, play calls in the game of college football. 
He is that good. So you have some opposing forces here. You have what I now think about Lane Kiffin, and I've thought this for a couple of years now. You also have the historic aspect of what are the odds you live up to those expectations. The other angle is if you look at their schedule, it's very, as SEC goes now, it's very reasonable. Georgia's got to go to Oxford. Now, Georgia will be favored in that ball game, but but they've got to go to Oxford. I'm not looking at it. Correct me, guys. Doesn't Ole Miss have to go to Texas? I think so, but check me on that now. Yeah, check check me on that. No fan in the 863. Bill, if Notre Dame looks this good, what does that say about Brian Kelly? Well, I don't I don't know that it has to be either or. Now with Brian, Brian's polarizing. But Brian Kelly did all he could do at Notre Dame. He got he had two was it two, two undefeated regular seasons. And he brought them to the point where I think you could call them a top 10 type program. Now we saw what their limitations are beyond that. But he inherited a mess. And it took it took a little while, a couple of years to get uh, dug out, right? Took a couple of years, and the quarterback situation was a mess. Big mess. I think I think Brian got tired of not being able to get players in, having to fight the administration over that. That's why he would say stuff like, here at Notre Dame, we have to shop down a different aisle than maybe they do at Ohio State or Alabama or Georgia or or Texas. Now, he gets a $100 million plus whatever it is to go to LSU in a brand where it's way easier to recruit and a place that right now is a better program. It's, it's a better place to win. Now I don't think I don't think LSU right now is a better team, top to bottom. Uh, LSU's defense is close to what LSU, what Notre Dame's putting out there. Not even close. But but so I don't know if it says anything about Brian. It just he he done enough. He he was he was exhausted at Notre Dame, and he wanted a big, powerful, national championship entity to try and, and win at. And he's got his hands on that. I don't think this is that year for him. But I do think he can whip them into shape where they are going to be that kind of program. I do think that. Marcus Freeman is a young guy who's really gotten after it recruiting. He's changed their perception, I think, a little bit. And he's got an absolute roster of dudes. There's dudes all over the place. And I know, let, let, let's apply the Notre Dame uh, overhype theory out there. The theory is Notre Dame, every year there's a certain amount of hype, and Bill, every year it never lives up. And you know what? You are what you are, right? If that's what you are, then so be it. I don't necessarily take it to the extreme, 
that the general masses do, but that is the theory. That's the overwhelming theory. And, hey, if that's what you've earned, that's what you've earned, Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is absolutely a playoff team this year. I'll put it this way. If that team doesn't get to the playoffs, it has been a bad year. It's been a failure for Marcus Freeman. If this team right here does not get in, I think they fail. Now, beyond that, I think it's all gravy. Now, they're not going to do anything to him. No, his job's not at stake. But I think that it would be a disappointment. You did not reach potential if you don't get in. That's where I think we're at with, with Irish ball coming up. But right, we'll get another break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, THB's on the scene of this accident. I hear more rubbernecking than anything in Rutherford County, 24-hour westbound at Joby Jackson. Again, it still has traffic slow up through that section of Rutherford County. It remains heavy over here on 40 westbound, trying to get past Donaldson Pike, coming in from Hermitage, Donaldson. As you continue towards Fessler's, traffic still a bit crowded also on 65. Certain parts there northbound up through uh, Williamson County, Franklin, into Brentwood. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring at all their locations. Order online today at princeshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. <laughs> he had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers. Folks like me who get the runaround from banks. And he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number. 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. Knowledge Tree Mortgage. 859-9599. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. 
It's a Bill King Show. Like I mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying. I'd just be, that'd be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by it. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The home of commitments and other stuff. The Bill King Show. And Georgie Dog just pulled this up, and I'm pre-show is looking, and I think the stat was something like this: if you took. The playoff era, and you applied the new 12-team format, which is 5-7, the SEC would have gotten in 38, Big Ten would have gotten in 35. Believe that's right. Which is roughly during that stretch, that's 14 to now, 60-plus percent. I think it was 61%. Don't hold me to my kindergarten-level math. Would have been interesting. Now, but that's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Yeah, Big Ten and the SEC would have gotten in. That'd be 72 out of, I think, a total of, well, 10 years. That'd be 120 slots, right? What did I say? 38 and 35, so that'd be 71 out of 120 slots. And they're meeting in Dallas today. The management committee, which is... Commissioners, ADs, Swarbrick, and they're discussing the future and the power structure, and it's going to get – I'd love – I don't like sitting in meetings very long. I'd probably want to sit through all those. I'd like to see how – we're talking about, quote, quote, air quotes, you ready, everybody? Distinguished gentlemen, right? How long in these conversations does it get ugly, contentious, acrimonious, polarizing? How long does that take? That's funny. That, that I'll no doubt about it. That is absolutely funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how it all, uh, it all figures out. Yeah, Notre Dame Ole Miss, not that – those are original topics here on the show, but and and different. There's a funny story. The '77 season. Now, again, I've been told this. I don't know if it's true, but 1977, Ole Miss and Notre Dame played. Okay, and good friend. I don't know how many of you you remember him, but Charlie Mac Alexander. 
who I got to know because he was here in Nashville. He was the sports caster on the NBC affiliate and was a big star in this town for a while. And then got in radio after that when he got a little old. And that's when I came into the picture. But he was the play-by-play guy at Ole Miss. He's from Mississippi. Then he was the play-by-play guy at Vanderbilt. He went up to Kentucky to work. He's worked for various schools. But in 1977, they played. And Notre Dame won the national championship, but that year they lost to Ole Miss. In Jackson, Mississippi. They played in Jackson, not Oxford, not South Bend. Jackson, Mississippi. And the score was 20 to 13. I had to look that up. And Charlie Mack says, now again, I, I wish I had film of this or audio of it, that after the game, that the nuns were cussing the Ole Miss fans. The nuns? <laughs> oh, man. Would that not be, wouldn't you love to have an audio clip like that on this show? we had that this is 1977 jackson mississippi Ole miss upsets notre dame and after the game i guess the crowd's uh dispersing and nuns that were there are verbally jousting with Ole miss fans dropping f-bombs and whatever else <laughs> now I don't know how funny that is to you. Maybe you don't get a giggle out of it like I do. But if you grew up, at least until junior high, going to Catholic schools, and you were taught by nuns the entire time, kindergarten through fifth grade, I went to Catholic schools. And every class I took was a nun. And every principal was a nun. Everything about it was a nun. It was a Catholic school. And uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate those years. But... And very strict. I mean very strict. So the idea in 1977, and by 77 I was out of Catholic schools, but after a game that they're F-bombing or doing what say whatever to Ole Miss fans as they're verbally sparring coming out of the game, to me is – comedy it's it's funny it's it's hilarious jim and jupiter old school nuns were mean but they did not cuss though that's why i i I, i'm careful acting like i know that this story is true i never heard a nun cuss i got in trouble in fourth grade for mouthing a cuss word and said to the principal's office i never though heard a nun cuss Actually, I've heard the principal use the B word, but she was explaining what I had said. That's true. No, it's true. So I guess I have, but it was an explanation of Billy said this. And I remember being in that nun's office thinking, I'm going to get killed here. This is my last day. There will be no show for you, Bill. Of course, I wasn't thinking about that then, but so actually I have heard them utter a cuss word. All right, we got to wrap it up. Tomorrow, load it up. Jay Book, I hope 
Yeah, I hope he's with us. Dave Hooker, TJ Pittenger, JC Sherbert, Lush, freaking Pa. Yo. I'm Sherry Preston.